you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Welcome to the sideline. I'm Mr. Mr. Bad Guy, Alan C. The Mr. place to be. Mr. Bad Guy today? Mr. Bad Guy. What it is, it's what Randall Ways, 87. Humble Ways, 87, whatever you want to call me. It's a great Monday, National Championship Monday. How you feel, eh? I'm good. You good? I'm good. I got every pick wrong this weekend, so I'm going to try something different. Try something different this year. Uh-huh. Um, this week for my picks, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, as we all know, here in Baltimore, the the season that matters is over. Mm. In Baltimore, I know there's another season's about to start up in like April or something, but that that don't, that don't matter to me at all. No, we ain't we will get into your Machado talk right now. Just let that shit ride. <laughs> but we're going to go right into why you the bad guy today. Um, So, the first time we played the Chargers, right before that came out, there was a report that the Ravens and John Harbaugh are not going to part. Mm-hmm. He's off the hot seat. Okay. That's fair. Because at that point, we weren't in the playoffs. Hmm. At that point, we had limited. We had an offensive identity finally, but it was limited because of who we played thus far. Okay. Hmm. We haven't played a team twice yet at that point. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm getting at? There's a lot of red flags when we made that decision, but fine. It's cool. I'm not going to put it all on John. But between John and Marty... One of y'all or both of y'all got to go. I'm sorry. You give me a second and a fourth right now for John Harbaugh, you can have him. Second and fourth? You keep changing what you want. First, you said you can have two sevens and you can get that motherfucker out of here. So, but real, real quick. I'll take two sevens to get rid of John. Real quick. Shout About one to, a second and fourth. Shout out to the cameraman. He doing some 360 Facebook shit right now because his ass can't talk. It's good. That's what's up. You the man right now. That's that new, what's that? He got the newest phone. We got the S11. That shit ain't even out right now. So it'd be, that shit going to be lit. So go back go back to when you saying, you know, you want two sevens for John, you good. I mean, I haven't done intense scouting. I haven't really scouted past early third uh-huh. round picks yet. Right. That's why I said two, a second and a fourth. I already have an idea of who I want in the second. Okay. No, I already have a position in mind that I want in the fourth. Okay. Well, we're going to get to that real quick. What was your takes on the game? Good, bad, ugly, dot, side chick, wife, whatever you want to make the segment. Um, I go 
Side, side chick wife. No, okay. Because yeah. uh-huh. I ain't really wifing nothing from this game. True. That's when you switch. It's an L. It's a playoff L. But if you switch to Popeyes and KFC, it'd probably be different. But I'll no, go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the good of the game. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. Okay. I'm gonna say that they they kept fighting. That was the good of the game. They didn't give up. That's a cop out. That's a pee wee. Nigga, you an NFL player, you get paid to play football. Ain't, ain't really enough to really give up. Okay. So I'm going to go with the good as being the defense. The defense, until the fourth quarter, with like, what, seven minutes left, didn't give up a touchdown. That's very good. Especially getting absolutely nothing from the offense. Offense putting you in positions where you can pretty much. And turning the ball over on. Right on the other side of the field, not get past the 50. To not give up a touchdown that late, until that late in the game, that's a good. The bad, I'm going to have to do it. The play calling for Lamar. I'm not going to put it all on Lamar. But the play calling for Lamar, knowing that they've adjusted to him scrambling by putting seven defensive backs out there on the field mm-hmm. and only using the front four, and they got seven defensive backs. Where's the screen pass to get these big guys moving downfield on these seven guys? Where's, you know, the quick hitters? Where's lining Andrews and Hurst out on a, you know, in a slot where I was saying that they are met a mismatch? You want to put your seven guys out here? Let, let Andrews step on one of these little dudes and go down the field 70 yards. I mean, he did it before. He tried to put a, a little corner on Andrews. Okay. So you got Hayden Hurst and you got Andrews mismatch. Hurst catches everything. Just line them up both sides and see if he could break one of those tackles from these little guys. Okay. I just didn't see any offensive creativity. They kept banging their head against the brick wall. And then the ugly, I'm going to go with the offensive line. They couldn't block a damn thing. Ronnie Stanley, I don't know who was on their back more, Ronnie Stanley or Lamar Jackson. James Hurst is getting beat like he stole something. If you had to put a rookie in and you really just got paid, then that's saying how bad you was getting beat. So I would say James Hurst first. James Hurst was getting beat like he stole something. He was getting beat, but then you got to give credit to Amy. James Hurst was getting beat like that nigga said nigga. True. 15 times. But Ingram was <laughs> all of it. Like, yo, know, he looked like he was back in South Carolina. Matter of fact, he got beat so bad that if he said nigga, I understand. Like, nigga. <laughs> I understand. That's how bad he was getting beat. <laughs> so you just give the bad strictly to the offensive line? Offensive line as a whole, okay. that whole unit. All right. I'm going I'm to switch it up just a little bit. I would say the good is the relentless fight for the defensive line. They crashed. They they played smart. I mean, for the Chargers, as, as a, what I'm saying. They dictated what was going on. Even though you had seven defensive backs, it didn't matter because they disrupted that offensive line. Even when you blocked it well, you, you kind of disrupt things. I'll go to it later on on certain key plays of how how many sacks did they have. They had seven total sacks. Some of it was uh, cover sacks. Some of it was play calling. Some of it was just getting straight beat up, earned. One-on-one matchup, you getting beat in front of your man. Um, 
So I would say that would be the good of the game for me, looking at it as a, the football standpoint. Um, I really don't want to say good anything when you have an L because you're not happy with an L. So I would say the bad would be just the, like you would just go ahead and the overall game plan and other things. You had the opportunity to, it looked like you didn't practice well. That's what it looked like from, from top to bottom, from coaching to players. You just, they had the intensity from day one, from, from the start of the uh, special teams. So you got beat across the whole board from special teams to defense to offense. That would be the bad. And the ugly is just the loss itself. I mean, you, you win a division, you got high intensity, you go in there and you lay a dud in front of your, uh, your, your, your fans. And you, you expected to win. A lot of people thought you could win because of your defense and your run game alone. But when they took the run game away, you really didn't just afterwards. You waited too late. You could have just opened the game up. You started kind of okay with the first drive. You get a first down, and then you start. Okay, you understand. You're not out of it here and there, but then it looked like it felt like the field goals were touchdowns. The way you was the way you was calling the game, because their field goals felt like you couldn't get close to them. Now we had across the board the special teams. You had uh, Tucker. He missed a field goal that was unlike him. It was just a bad overall. The whole team did an ugly for me because you just you you had too many turnovers. You had too many. Uh, uh, penalties that uh, took away drives to you just you misplays. So I mean, overall, you you're not happy with the L. But just shout out to the Chargers. They came out and they felt like they was the better team and they proved it and they won and they going on to New England. And in the conversation. It's an ugly game for you, but then that's the type of game that you want for your team. No, I'm just saying L.A. versus New England. Oh. That's an ugly game for me. Well, we'll get to that. That's an ugly game for me. You know, my prediction um, looking a little, a little realer and realer every week, but, you know. Question. Uh-huh. Do you agree with Shannon Sharp's statement about fake fans asking for Joe to come in. Let me give you the exact quote. For all you fake Raven fans bashing Lamar Jackson and wanting Flacco to play, Joe Flacco once had a playoff start in which he was 4 for 10 for 34 yards and a pick. Stop pretending like Flacco was a current Tom Brady. Now, one thing I will say about that is I get I get that you're a fan of Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about just purely Raven fans and if you're a Lamar Jackson fan. But if you're too lazy... And, and you supposed to be a Raven fan, for one, and you didn't Google that for that stat, that's pathetic to me. I'm talking about that first playoff game that he had. Huh? Yeah, he was, he, Shannon was just trying to, you know, pretty much support the young boy. Sure. But you as a Raven fan that took that and made it like it was facts, it's, it's fucking stupid. Because one, you you was a running team. You had a uh, slow-ass fucking fullback, and you had running backs galore. Exactly. I mean, granted, he didn't have a great game, but he did enough to help win the game. Right. His first, right, that was a New yeah. England game. That was his fourth playoff start or something like that. Right. I mean, at that time, Ray Rice was balling. And look shit, Ray Rice started the game off of an 80-something-yard run. Right. I remember that game because I was down North Carolina listening to this. Is it real sack? Yeah, that is a uh, sack trip fumble for a touchdown. Right. We was yeah. up 14 quick. 
We ain't really need Joe in that damn game Thank for you. real. Thank you, but when he, as he grew, <laughs> he learned just like when Lamar grow, he will learn to do stuff and play the game. Yeah. But it is what it is. His first, he had a triple threat running back, just say yeah. way that Lamar Jackson has. Um, I don't know if it's a triple threat running game right now, but he still had a running game. It they, was they, dependent on that running game. Actually, no, it was a double at the time of the playoffs because Ray Rice was hurt as rookie. Yeah. But did you have a better offensive line on the time? But for me, fake, if fake I was fake fans, though, I don't think yeah. that's a fake fan. Because you're cheering, you're still cheering for your team. It's not like Joe Flacco is on another team. And you're saying, man, I wish we had Joe Flacco in there. That's fake fan to me. You know what it is? I, I don't you're think cheering for someone that's already active on your 53-man roster. Really, I don't even think it was like a lot of fake fans that was cheering him on. I think it was a lot of people who wanted Flacco in saying they just didn't believe in Lamar. That's one. Another thing is you, you want to win so bad and your offense is calling, you just want to blame somebody instead of looking at the whole game as a whole. Right. You just saying, like, granted, the offensive playbook, like I just said, like, yesterday and today, you had to remember the Titans playbook and you thought you was going there and run that shit and run left and run right and you'd be good. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, you didn't prepare. They did. They they fought harder. They did enough to win the game. They made the Shout adjustments, the necessary adjustments from one week to right. the like, next week. I get your frustration. But if you watch the game, if even you watch week 16, you should have knew this type of game could could have happened. And you invested all into your heart and thinking you, they was going to win and knowing that you was going to win. I understand that. But if you look at realistically, you should have knew that it, this could have happened. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, fake fans, if you if they went on and saying, you know, go Phil, mm-hmm. staring for Phil the Ripper, okay, that's fake fan. Well, Melvin Gordon. You know, a fake fan. Because then you're cheering for something other than someone in the Ravens right. uniform. If you're a Ravens fan, you're cheering for that 53. But that, what's the difference between saying we need to take Brandon Williams off the field in passing situations? <laughs> or saying that Crab, uh, Chris Morris gets some of uh, Crabtree snaps? Mm-hmm. You change personnel all the time. Why not do that with a quarterback? Really, Is it really a fake fan thing? Because, I mean, we've been hearing it for so many years. I mean... It's really kind of consistent fucking with Baltimore Ravens anyway. Could the possible fake fan be the fact that Ravens fans were standing on the bench to get Joe off the field, put Lamar in? I mean, that could be part of the fake fan as well, but it's, again, it's still cheering for someone that's on your team. If, Like I said, if Crabtree's not getting it done, just saying Chris Moore can get it done is not being a fake fan. It's just... Crabtree's not getting it done. We got another person that probably could. So, okay, maybe Joe's not getting it done right now. Maybe we need that switch to the Lamar. Okay, Lamar's not getting it done right now. Maybe we need to switch to Joe. What, what benefit would that have had if they switched to Joe? I don't think it would have made much of a benefit because the line was the line was the issue. We both said the line was the issue. So, unless Joe was coming out there to be the sixth block, I wasn't really going to do anything. They would have been back then in the field. I mean, it probably would have did enough if you line him up in a gun and on the height he throw a bomb. Right, right. Or get them to change their personnel or slow it down and you still continue to run it. Yeah. You know, maybe they get back to a, a more normal personnel. I, the only thing that would have changed is the defense. Now, of course, you would have stayed in a – they stayed in a – most of the game was an eight-man front 
it almost like, well, you didn't, I mean, you ain't played too much of football, right? High school. Not high right? school, no. Um, if Tay was here, he, he wouldn't know what I was talking about. They had, they, they had an eight-man front. It almost like Milford Mills when I used to play high school. They had a safety 20 yards off the ball. Okay. With an eight-man front, man press, or man off. That's all they played for majority of the game. But a lot of the plays that they were showing, they was keeping they was like the coach tab to you almost. They kept everything in front of them, anything was short, they just right on it with everything. The deep, they was like they ain't throwing deep, so it's just bullshit. Right. So the, the question is, do you believe that Joe uh, Lamar should have passed the ball more than nine times in the first three, in the first three quarters? Because he went ten for and eighteen with two touchdowns and one hundred fifty yards in the I've said the same thing when we throw the ball forty-five times with Joe Flacco. Why the hell are we only running the ball eight times? So it, it goes. It's balance. It goes back to that balance situation. Like you can't have a pass-heavy playbook with Joe and wondering why it's not working and then have a run-heavy playbook for Lamar and wonder the same thing. Nigga, it's balanced. Mm-hmm. That's so, why, like, we talked about this for the past two weeks of the opportunity of how much of a threat he is and how he can be. All you needed to do was open some shit up for him yeah. playbook-wise, and you sat there and didn't do it. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah, until the fourth quarter. And you were down 20, 23 to 3, and you finally opened it up. <laughs> now with that big, with that bad play calling and, and bad coaching, when it came down to it, now you you missed some plays in the first half. You did miss some plays, but after a while, you 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 worried about the offensive line. You worried about the run not working. You shit, just, it just wasn't happening. Their defense did a lot of things to hit their broken coverages. Mm-hmm. So they their defensive line should get a lot of credit for disguising that bad that bad pass coverage at times. Because I watched the game again and I replayed a lot of shit. And it was just like, oh, you missed this. Oh, you missed that. But, well, of course you're going to miss it because the average time that Lamar was getting sacked or getting close to was the average three seconds to 3.5. No, they did have seven sacks on Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know if those fumbles were included in that. Those sacks, no. or they were just straight Some up fumbles. So you get a, a sack slash fumble, but the last one, was yeah. A sack fumble. Okay. So some of them was just the fumbles. Other one, the other oh. fumble was just fumbles. Nobody touched them. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you got seven sacks on that. However many hits he was getting, but you only still passed the ball nine times. Still went right. run heavy. Mm-hmm. So let's say you went got six six extra passes to the nine. Was that fifteen? In three quarters, five a quarter, in a passing league, hell no, that's not going to work. Like, all right, I can break it. The first sack was three seconds. Your man got beat. It is what it is. Sometimes you got play calling wise. If you if you see after that first sack, if you see that defensive line is getting to them at kind of almost at ease, just like how we were getting to Philip Rivers almost at ease, then you need to shake some shit up a little bit. 
The second sack was 3.5 seconds at the third quarter, 13, 13 around that time. Um, he could have seen Max Williams on the same route. He was no one nowhere near him. The first closest person, like I said, was 20 yards downfield. That's rookie eyes. He'll get that better in future years to come. Um, the third sack, uh, same drive, third and 11. Um, that was, a, again, three seconds. Nowhere to throw the ball. It almost it was almost like a Cam Cameron uh, type of a play call. You had three people doing uh, comeback routes. You had one doing a deep post. So it was really it was smart to hold the ball because they had everything in front of them. They was at the first down line anyway. So if you threw the ball, they could have jumped the route, pick, turnover. So it was kind of almost smart to hold the ball at that, at that instance. Okay. Um, the fourth sack was a bad play call slash cover sack. It was four seconds in the fourth quarter. It was a nine-man max protect with mm. a one-man route. So mm. after a while, you you getting covered. It was a uh, smoke getting was being covered by by the DB, and you know you got the, a, the deep safety back there. So what do you expect from that? You already know it's a passing route because you you try to fake the run and look for the pass. Ain't nothing there. So when you try to make something happen, everybody's there. The whole left side of the line is just standing there expecting you to pretty much get the ball at your hands anyway. That didn't work out. Um, the fifth sack was 2.9 seconds. Ingram beat Bozeman straight up with no time. Mm. Nice little get and go spin move. Um, the sixth sack was 3.5 seconds to almost four seconds. It's pretty much a cover sack because Brown got beat. Lamar, but Lamar looked at three different uh, receivers at the time. So he had time to look at three different opponents. So he looked at his main receiver that he wanted to go. Checked down, back at the middle of the field, didn't see nothing. As soon as he seen Ingram, it was it was it was too, too it was too late. Gotcha. So I understand that the offensive line got beat and they got beat bad, but there were certain cases where as you get as he get older, wiser in the field, a lot of those sacks don't happen. Okay. So I, I wanna say I will give it uh seventy thirty offensive line, Lamar being a rookie, being young eyes. Okay. So I don't put all 100% on the offensive line. And then some of that blame does get put on to the offensive coordinator because you, you see what you're, you need to put your offensive in better position. And going back to the offensive line, the, the play we got to turn over on the fumble, and we was driving to get a touchdown that could have changed probably the momentum of the game. On third and four, they played uh, third quarter bowling. It was a uh, – they gave us a direct – it was pretty much a direct run to Lamar. Okay. Bozeman pulled. Instead of him kicking out Ingram and blocking him out like he should have, the first man that he seen, he turned up field and double blocked with uh, Yonder on a linebacker. If he kicks out Ingram, he gets that first down and he continues to drop. Okay. So it was a lot of confusion there. So you don't know if Hurst probably would have kicked Ingram out or – what was the running style of that game? Because at the end of the day, they were sometimes leaving the defensive line, defensive end alone, which had them cause a crashing end, disrupting the offensive line even more and your running game a lot more. So, I, I give I give that offensive line seventy thirty blame with a mixture of offensive coordinator. So. With I that seventy, you, you know when you were off the line and you practice, especially if you think you ain't got a, a, a great office line. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your your office line coach should practice with you got three to four seconds. 
Mm-hmm. Try to hold as much as possible. Anything after that, he should have been had to get the fuck the ball out of his hand. Okay. And like, you ain't got no great offense line. As we already knew this when Joe had to throw the ball 40 times as it, as it was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he couldn't step up because Skur or whoever just wasn't playing good. Right. You know, Gino had his way at times. But as you as you see, you know, it happens. You you gotta you gotta change some shit up. We had the we had the personnel on the offense to do that. There's no reason why John Brown, as fast as he is, he can't maneuver, find uh, some type of motion to get him in space to help you free free up some time. Is Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews, like Mark Andrews was open a lot in that game, but you, he couldn't see it because he's looking at two reads somewhere else. The play that he overthrew, uh, I want to say either Crabtree or Brown, who stopped on the long deep route. Mark Andrews was open for a scene route. It was so many scene routes open. But she was, I mean, offensive line play and certain shit just, it just didn't happen. We just wasn't clicking as an offensive whole. That's okay. why across the board, from coaching to quarterback to offensive line, you just wasn't clicking. Didn't have a good three quarters, and then you turned it on right when you needed to, but it was too late. Hmm. I like that insight, uh, that breakdown uh, of the offensive uh, line. How ironic was it the right tackle was going to give up a sack all year? And he, in the game, and he had a bad. I mean, it's it's it hurts for him mm. and for that team, but it is gonna help him at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Cause you really didn't give up a sack pretty much your damn near your whole career, at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. All your whole career in NFL until that one moment. Right. I mean, it kind of wasn't the. You you didn't get beat bad, but you just yeah. like you yeah. just got yeah. beat. You got beat enough. He held you with one hand. He glided. He used the other hand to strip, and it was just perfect timing. So, I mean, you're going to learn ball security. That's another thing that you got to learn when you, as you get in the NFL. So, maybe you need to wear some gloves or something. Who knows? I mean, do you work with a running back coach on ball security as a quarterback, being that he's running with the ball? I don't, I don't, I mean, you can work on ball security as a running back for the RPO and the RO, whatever you want to call it or whatever. <laughs> but as a, you just need to work on your, your pocket awareness and where how you need to hold the ball from now on okay. as a quarterback. Period. That's that's where it comes to the quarterback because when you're in the pocket, it's a certain shit that Vaughn Miller's and certain other BNs just know how to knack and get to the ball with one two fingers. And Khalil Mack, he's famous for it too. You just got to find a way to hold on to that ball in crucial times. It's this not the first time. This is the same time that happened. We lost both ways to the Chiefs and to the. Uh, to the Chargers the same way when you need a drive to get down to win the game or to come back and you, you can't because of a strip sack, a strip sack fumble. Hmm. So that's something that you look at. So, you know, do you look at it towards the draft, free agency, or, you know, coaching-wise? Or, hey. That's good insight. That's a great breakdown, though, by you. That's great. Hey, man. I mean, because, like, when you look at it, you can't just put blame on one part of the game. There's other facets of the game why you lost the way you lost. Exactly. Most people don't, like the untrained, well, not really the untrained eye, but most the more vested NFL of the fans. Most NFL watchers don't watch the line unless they say the line is doing bad. Mm-hmm. They don't see the line being doing anything good. Right. And having that breakdown from someone that plays offensive line. For me, actually, made things a little bit 
clear. So I appreciate that. I mean, you could say the same thing about uh, the Colts at Houston now. With the, with, with the Houston offensive line, even though they was already known to give up, like, um, Deshaun Watson was tied six with getting the most yeah. sacks in the yeah. league. So what were they doing in that particular game, especially the Colts-wise, to get pressures, to get sacks, to, to have them shut out 21 nothing at one point? Was it all cover sacks, or was it all coverage hurries, or was it just straight up you missing things? Who was the second? Right. It's more than one facet of the game. Who can say that Justin Tucker missed field goal, didn't hurt, didn't give you lose momentum? Who was to say that the, at that point, like I said, the field goals feel like touchdowns kill momentum of your team. Yeah. When you feel like you're doing everything as a defense, but at the end of the day, you still getting put in position to position. You're on the field. People waving, getting hurt because they ain't been on the field that long for so much. What's and at the end of the day, why why blame the offense when you know it could happen? Stay in shape. You get paid for it. Yeah. I so, still don't understand how that's not a fumble. They, I feel like they're gonna change what happened with the Cleveland game or what happened in that game. They might look into that. Like no matter if he break the plane or not, we might look into just letting that play just go for see what happens. As soon as he like a millisecond, his hairline of his elbow touched, then yeah, that was it. Yeah. 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 All right. We're going to do shot with the stoppers real quick. Yes, sir. All right. So shot with the stop it. Same rules apply. If you agree with the statement, you shop it. If you disagree with it, you stop it. National championship game is tonight. And if unless you don't really pay attention to college football, they were talking about well, people have been asking for the college football playoffs to be expanded from four teams to maybe eight or whatever. Um, but expanding the college football playoffs won't matter because Alabama and Clemson are that much better than the rest of the field. Stop it or stop it. I'm going to shop it because I feel like the two games that was – before this one, mm-hmm. with these top four, Notre Dame, three points. Nah, Clemson is so much better than that. Alabama would have beat them, probably wouldn't have had any points. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then Alabama against Oklahoma. Oklahoma got great offense, but you put that great offense against a better defense that can score on offense, mm-hmm. it's not going to be close. <laughs> you had Georgia. Georgia was – Georgia had that shot. And they had a two-touchdown lead, and in typical Georgia fashion, they choked it away. No, I'm talking about in the bowl game. you still at 50. So you got a six-man playoff team, and you end up playing a team that's close as Texas or better than Texas, like coaching-wise, player-wise. You still lost that game in Texas. All right. Now you pretty much helped that, that organization and that franchise move up I and mean, scouting and all. People act like that's just, you know – they weren't playing for anything, pretty much. You're playing for respect. You're playing for to say, like, man, we should have been in the playoffs. Right. We should have we been in it all in that. That's how, that's how they looked at it. That's why I counted, like, the last game that actually counted right. for them, quote, unquote, was the SEC championship. They had their shot. They was up two touchdowns. Two against Hurt goes out. I think it's a waste of time, too. 
a waste of time because you know who the best two teams are and they're going to eventually meet sometimes. I mean, you get your upsets here and there, but then for the past few years, you already know who the best two teams are. So they're yeah. going to eventually meet four best teams. That's all you need. Yeah. It's, it's going to drag out. How long you want? Then you're going to have to start college football probably earlier. You're going to mess the kids' schedule up. They're going to have to take tests. Some of them are scholars, and that's what they want to do when after football but right. or during football. So after a while, it, you would think they would they would want to do it because of the money-wise, college-wise. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the board and the playoff system set it up themselves, and they're going to keep it like that for a while. If you if you wanna if you wanna get into the playoff, win your schedule, or start getting more uh, known teams. Yeah. Certain teams, I don't know. Do certain teams like not schedule other teams because that team's gonna really be up for that game or yeah, like a waste of time? You in the SEC, you, you really ain't gotta really do anything. You just gotta win out. But if you somebody else in a Big Ten, Big Twelve, you might have to see these other schools. In the SEC uh, preferences, you might want to see ACC Clemson. It just depends on how much uh, faith you have in your team to continue to see if you can make the playoffs. Because one these days, unless you're in the SEC, two wins could still probably get your ass in the, the playoffs. Anybody else, one win, you, you should be alright if you're in the ACC Clemson roster. But everybody else, nah. What part would be the cop out? Well, it sounds like well, the top two teams. It just sounds like you can't really count on any team like this this up past recruiting. Not ten, but maybe next six. This past recruiting class are this are this top two recruiting class. Both of them are top ten, yeah. They're top ten, they're not the top two. Right. Well, national signing days in February. We, we don't know yet, but Alabama is probably number one still. Right. I would look at it. And it don't have to be Alabama and Clemson. It could still be just whoever the best two teams are. Top two teams. Okay, so that's how I look at it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I still so, so say Alabama and Clemson because you still got the best two coaches right there. Yeah. And that's going to be until they decide to walk away. You do, but you you gotta you gotta dethrone Saban and uh and Dabo. You gotta it's possible. You and gotta dethrone them. And with Urban was in the conversation for three years, right? And Urban Meyer's gone. Who was the next coach to step up consistently being the playoffs now? So. All right. Um, keep it with the NFL playoffs. Three real quick, real quick. Real quick. Package is how that new head coach. Oh, they hired a new head coach. Yeah, Titans offensive coordinator Matt Lafleur. He's a new head coach. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So we can go ahead and continue. Um, again, NFL playoffs. Three of the four road teams won mm-hmm. the first week of the playoffs. Now we get the one and twos playing. Three or more of the home teams this week will win in the playoff. And you have the Chiefs, you have the Rams, you have the Patriots, and you have the Saints. Three or more? Three or more. I'm going to shop it. 
two in the. I got two in the NFC, one in the AFC. I got one of each. I'm gonna stop it. You gonna stop it? Yeah. What games do you think? Uh, the whole. I game? think the Patriots and the Saints win. Okay. I think the Rams get upset by the Cowboys just because of that physical style of running with Zeke. When the Rams get smacked in the mouth, they don't really like it mm. too tough. Um, Aaron Donald to you, calling up the middle. When they get smacked in the mouth, they don't like it too tough. They don't respond back. They don't slap back when they get smacked in the mouth. Right. And Colts over Chiefs, I see the Chiefs fizzling out. Mm. And At home, Andy Reid. Losing Lamar Hunt, not Lamar Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Dang. excuse me. <laughs> I'm going get that to that point, man. Losing Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. Um, they, it's okay if you got your second back, your second running back, but that going to your third, fourth running back, you, you can't put everything on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we just saw how a rookie quarterback handled it here in Baltimore. So. What about, uh, you said the Eagles upset the Saints? No, it's at the Saints one and the Patriots one. Yeah. Mm. But the Rams get smacked in the mouth by the Cowboys and then the Colts beat the Chiefs. Okay. That's cool. So um, two one. Uh-huh. Um, That is your, your pick that the Patriots won't win a playoff game. Correct. The only one that's going to make it, the home team will make it, is the Saints. Yeah. That's it. Shout out to Herb for saying that since August, July, July, July. that the Patriots will not win a playoff game. You want that? All right. We'll, we'll talk about that, man. Yeah. All right. The third one, well, the last two are Ravens questions. And they kind of lead to the state of the Ravens. Um, so the Ravens should part ways with Terrell Suggs and Eric Weddle after the season. Stop it, stop it. I, I don't know how to answer that question because they might part ways themselves. But what I'm saying is, because they, they might not even attempt to sign them, just okay. You like what? What you want? Yo, you you want that money? Nah, we good. Like you, yeah, you might that's, that that's part of ways. That's yeah. they won't be on a Ravens jersey anymore like after this year. Well, fucking with John Harbaugh, you like yeah, he wants us for another year to finish his career or Rashadi. It just you just don't know how that. That's why it's a shopper to stop it. <laughs> you I, I, supposed can't, to know. I can't stop it or shop it really. You ain't supposed to know. You supposed to take an educated guess on that. I had to take a yeah. I'm take a stupid guess and just say. I'm going to shop it. I think they should part ways with Terrell Suggs and Eric Weddle. I hate saying that, man. That Suggs is a 16-year, all-time, most Raven-played games in the history player. So what have you done for it me It pains lately? me to say that, but, again, what have you done for me lately? And Suggs ain't been fed Suggs in a, quite some time. He's missing some quarterback tackles that he wouldn't miss back in the day. That's, that's just happened to a lot of people when they get up their age. And he's a rotational he's still, player. He's still getting the hurries, but yeah. after a while, you need the quarterback tackles. You don't need the hurries. Yeah. You, need to, you, need to, you need to make a statement. If you're not 
I remember I can count on subs to make that that clutch stop, that clutch sack, that clutch sack strip fumble. Or, uh, it ain't there no more. Pat down, uh, sometimes a ramp pick, fumble, like fumble recovery. It's like that. It's just not there no more. Yeah. And then Eric Waddle, he's still smart enough to play safety. He doesn't have the physical ability to play safety anymore. He can't get to the spot. He gets to the spot a second and a half later than he should. And he would have done earlier in his career. And you already got the boy, uh, Elliot. Hopefully his IR status was just to have him as a red shirt. So nobody could really, you know, use him, pick him up, whatever. Later in the season, and you still keep, you know, your 53 Man, you don't gotta cut nobody extra. No, I think they should. It's just you, you lose a lot of leadership mm. with having Suggs and Weddle gone. So that may. I mean, that's what. If that you, may or may not. Did you watch the uh, the Rex Ryan interview yet? Yeah. I mean, that's what he was there for. I mean, he passed the torch by teaching them how to be leaders. So right. either they be leaders or they don't. Right. And. I think we talked about it last week with coaches. A true sign of leadership is how many leaders you create under you. So, do you really be a leader if you didn't create that next wave of leaders <laughs> to, to take your spot mm-hmm. afterwards? Yeah, CJ Mosley is definitely all pro talent. Pro Bowl talent, leader, definitely, definitely. And then last one shot for the stop it. The Ravens have a lot of holes to fill this offseason. What is your take? I'm going to shop it. Mm-hmm. I think you need at least two linemen. I think you need you're gonna need an outside linebacker with Suggs gone. I don't think um, Tim Williams is, is the ticket. I really don't. I'm not too sure if Fowles is the ticket at this point. Um, Fowles will need to work on his setting the edge. That's what Judon and Darius Smith may if you keep them on the outside. I don't think he pays Darius Smith. Okay. I think Darius Smith a great player, but I think he frights himself out of Baltimore. Um, I think corners are set that you need safety. If not both, you need at least one. Um, I mean, what you got, what you draft, homie from Texas, um, I just think the, if you go all in on Lamar Jackson, you need to make sure I don't think your defense goes back that much, even if you got to add. Wink did a good job enough to help them get to the playoffs. You finally get a turnover to not only win a division, but help you get to the playoffs, what we've been asking for for years. I think uh, you just need to show up your offensive line. What you want to do at center is yonder retiring. You got to find a left guard. I mean, you just. Yonder retiring, you need three. That's what I'm saying. You got to let the, the offense. 
Oh, see the shape up. And then you got your, your tackle set for right now with Stanley and Brown. And then that interior alignment right there. If you don't have yonder, you, if you have yonder, you need to. If you don't have yonder, you need that whole interior line. This team is Because as you're moving on and you're doing this whole youth movement and you have a quarterback that you're building for, you gotta fill these these pieces in. You can't just have the same pocket. For a quarterback that's not gonna stay in the pocket. Now let's now let's let's analyze this though. The youth movement thing. Let's look at the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback, your first whole season. Mm-hmm. Your running back, if you are second young, so you can move into the running back. Right. But Gus Edwards is on the tough side of twenty five. Right. Um, at this point, Dixon might be twenty five and faster. Okay. And then um, look at your receivers. Okay, John Brown's a free agent. You want to move on from uh, what's your boy Crabtree? Crabtree's the oldest. Besides Yonder, Crabtree's the oldest player in the offense. Right. James Hurst is the only one. Bradley Bozeman is a rookie. Right. So he can get cut unless you're gonna kick him out already. You might kick him out. But but, but I'm saying like you have a young besides Yonder on the offensive line and Michael Crabtree, your offense is young. And productive at every level of football. And if you look at defensively. But I'm, am I trusting? I'm moving off from Hurst. Okay, if you move from Hurst, but then, then Bozeman. Bozeman has been starting Hurst. But then you got to move on. I'm I'm not a fan of Scarry either. I think Scarry is a stopgap between. I don't know. Him and Jensen are like the same shit to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can develop. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they can't develop. That's my point. Because Jensen didn't come from college day one and earn his, what, 30 million guarantee? Right. He had to earn it. Right. It's possible to get kids to earn it. To earn it, yeah. Defensively, the three exceptional three players. Suggs, Waddle. And Grant and Carr. Right. Oh, I'll say four because Jenny is exactly 30. Okay. Exception of them, you have a young defense. So it's up to you to believe, like you said, you need to find outside linebackers. But you don't trust them. You never trust the center to lead through the system. And obviously, they don't trust him because he can't. He's been healthy the last three, four weeks, but he can't be on the field. Mm-hmm. Ty Bowser, you might need to. He just might need opportunity. He doesn't. That is going back. Y'all talking about. He needs opportunity. Probably need more film work. It's just he's just young. Right. He's just young. Yeah. Like we said the same thing about we said the same thing about Peanut. Like at the wild, not not to mention Peanut. Not only is he young, he's brand new to the position. Mm-hmm. He is. This is his third year in the league. Okay. And just to be honest, you probably can name one game this season. Peanut came back. Right. And I and I go to. And that's brand new it's to not. The linebackers. And I, it's possibility. 
I shout out Zach Zach Orr for that because he he didn't put them him and uh, Kenny Young on his back and coach them guys to where they need to be at. They playing lights out for us. They're not there where they need to be at right now, especially Kenny Young, but they're going to get there. Okay, so I think you address interior line. I think you address running back just because you have no speed at running back for me. I like Kenneth Dixon. I like Gus. Bradley? Edwards? What happened there? This nigga Murray's your name. What is his name? What is his name? Edwards or Bradley? One of those two. Gus Edwards. Okay. Who? Gus Bradley's a defensive coordinator somewhere. Chargers. There you go. Damn. Wait, Gus Edwards is a north or south physical runner. He's not much for speed. I think you need to, I think you can get a speed back that can catch the ball out the backfield and that kind of helps out your offense a little bit more gives a little bit more flexibility to your offense um so running back interior lineman outside linebacker um safety i want to say corner but if you lose brandon carr i like i like to get avery so i'm not that pressed and I like Tavon Young. So I'm not that pressed on if we lose Brandon Carr, we don't have corners. We still got two young corners. Marlon Young. If we lose Jimmy, okay, Marlon just slide over. I think you just had two running backs ahead of him that was better. And the way they run. Um, Buck Allen to me, gives you that uh, catch out the backfield, and he probably is, I mean, they use him to, to pass block, but being that he's a free agent, and you gotta get these two other running backs that are playing better reps, then that's why you, you let Buck Allen take that back seat. To answer that question, you see, uh, even though Kenneth Dixon is a bowling ball, he, he fights for that extra yard, well, I mean, what, Hurts him if he gets the fumble sometimes when he loses his footing. But he fights for that extra yard. He's not going down off the first contact all the time. Right. I mean, when it comes to Buck Allen, he's a shifty uh, scat back. I mean, I ain't saying he ain't going to fight for the yardage either. But when it comes to uh, Kenneth Dixon, Gus Elwood, sometimes they running through people or they getting the fuck up off people. You can name, you can probably count on your hand how many times you've seen it with Buck Allen. You more seeing him run away from people, right. get away from people, but to oppose his will on certain defenders, he's not doing that. And that's what <clears throat> this running style was basically for, is running through people, opposing your will, wearing down the defense. That's why I think you get a another speed back in there. It just switches up. You used to, okay, now I'm tired, try to chase this guy. Now I got to go head up with Gus Edwards. I got to go head up with Kenneth Dixon. That's just, it, it's draining. I would definitely love a bat that can do both. You play for Batman? I don't know. But smoke, smoke has the interior line, Gus, and Kenneth. Sub, Jimmy, Don Dixon, Kenneth, and structure. 
You gotta. Yeah, it's not a lot of free agent. Thing change. That's why I never really mentioned the uh, restructure. Plus, they gotta agree to restructure. Like they already signed their contract. There's no guarantee that they restructure. Yeah, the Shucks has for uh, for the young part of his career in restructure. So, I mean, we got, it's, I asked a question earlier this week about have we offered or start talking to whatever free agent we're trying to keep, just to try to see where, where the, you know, the state of the, the Ravens are, mm-hmm. where, who, who are they looking to bring back? Who are they, who are they talking to to bring back? Because I really, they haven't tipped their hand one way or the other. Now, I don't know if that's. Yeah, I mean, I know they know they normally get like their <laughs> franchise changing, <laughs> your franchise changing guys like Ray Rice was done during the season, um, Nada was done during the season, um, so I was I figured that CJ would be priority number one to get done before he even hit the new calendar. If anyone even try to send them a whatever offer. Smoke also said, um, don't spend bad money. Go in and go in. If you can't find someone worth the money, keep spending cheap money. Now, if there's no one else to pay, then nah, you still get paid. You restructure it, you get some money, cash money. Um, go in. So definitely say restructure is also what you might be saying. Again, you throw them in. I think so too. I think we've ignored running back far too often with these last few draft classes of running back so you get late. I think it gives up more on Chris Moore than it does those two players. I think it means that we're done with Chris Moore. I think it means that we're done with, I don't know if Willie Sneed is a free agent. I think it means that we're kind of done with Willie Sneed and Crabtree more than the other two guys because it's like, okay, we're trying to get younger and bring in guys that can pretty much do what these starters are trying to do or these you know guys are getting time. Cause you still got to, you have Lashley on your team. Right. 
still have Scott on your team. You still have um, Tim White. Tim White, Badejo. Not Badejo. What's his name? Out of Boyo. I can't remember his name right say now. Another black person's name <laughs> in his life. I don't even want you to give black people support no more because Bridgewater still ain't been right since. I mean, we can give him a call, but Minnesota probably already rang his phone to death. That's, that's tough because he's a Minnesota kid. Right. He's a Minnesota kid. And, and one of the best receivers in football. And he wasn't complaining the first, what, 10 weeks of NFL? Over 100 yards and a lot of receptions. Of course, they missed some opportunities in the late, you know, later in the well, season. He's still finished top five, though. Exactly. He's not really going no fucking way. He home. He's yeah, he home. He, he got the quarterback that he feel like he probably can win with. They all in. And then come being an undrafted free agent, you want a nice dinner, a nice meal. You want you want to set your family up to get ready. Yeah. And anybody else, especially the type of talent that we have. You already setting your resume up. You're like, look, I I didn't play with Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins. My numbers is doing wonders. Right. Pay me. Yeah, give him a little shot. I'm, I, that's fair. Damn, I had that time to put a damp on my plans for trading back. But Sell it though, no matter if it's childish or not. If it's, if it's a premier receiver that want to get his touches, you really going to sell it as a coaching staff to say like, "Yo, we we gonna yeah, give you that rock." That's for the job. Yeah, because yeah. if if you, if they don't believe that, I mean, you can't fault them for believing that, not believing it. The thing is, well, here's my question, and I'm not talking about the Baltimore run. The actual Ravens fans who understand this game, is there a question on Lamar throwing the ball that many times? Like, we already know that he can throw the ball. 
Like he's proven that he can throw the ball when they call him to throw the ball. Right, but like my my question is, I said, do, is it the fact that we're believing that Lamar can't throw the ball, or we're not trusting that Marty, as an offensive coordinator, will use him to throw the ball? Well, Tavon says, as long as Marty's here, I don't give him credit for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my question. <laughs> everybody, everybody understands Marty's the problem. I guess, I guess, I guess to 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 also answer your question, the the fans probably would be a little more optimistic if in the coming weeks or months the Ravens are moving away from Marty Mariota. I think that's where there's a change. You, you smiled a little bit, so you answered the question because, off right there. Because simply, was it, that wasn't a question. I thought that was a statement. That was that, a statement, that was right? A statement. That was okay. A statement. What to say? Because if so, they change the no, that's a lie. Because think about it, like we, everyone understands that John Harbaugh is the type of coach that's going to step in and and take over your job for coordinator, defensive or offensive. So, but at the same time, he does have the respect of the locker room, and he gets them ready to fight. That's about every week. So. The only next best thing would be is to bring in a coordinator who is creative enough to draw plays, but also understand situational football and still make the call in place. That's bad luck, though. That's not bad luck. That's bad luck for the coach because if he continues to make it, he pretty much hired to replace him. Is that what you're saying? No, because... Or if he's that good, good, you already know it's going to be some vacancies next year. So that means your ass is going to have a head coach but, position. But, but that's, that's, the, that's the name of the game. I'm about to say, that's pretty much the game. That's, you, that's, that's your your coordinator moves on. True. But if, you have a, if you're a coach that has a system. But, I mean, if, like, if he moves on, then you almost, almost going in the same trend of, oh, no, a new trend where a young quarterback is going to have multiple new offensive coordinators. The multiple new offensive coordinators thing to me don't matter if you have a system and you're not creating new systems every time you have a new coordinator. If you see what I'm saying. Like, if you have a guy that's going to run a spread formation system and then you hire another guy that's going to run that same thing with no different wrinkles here and there, it's not, to me, that big of a deal. And saying someone's running a spread versus someone's going to run double tight versus someone's going to run, you know, air raid or whatever. Like, it's just, it's different. Which is, but <laughs> you're pretty much basing the statement on the belief that all coordinators want to be head coaches. That's just simply not true. Some coordinators are content being the coordinator. And they understand, they don't want, they, they just want to. They don't want the process. Exactly. Well, not the process, but the, the responsibility of Eight, nine years. Yeah. How long? How many years has the Saints' offense been in the top ten? Oh, 
Him quitting in Atlanta, kind of. Him quitting in Atlanta? Yeah. Mm. Your coach for 12 games, he's like, all right, I'm done with this shit. I'm going to college. <laughs> like, but, 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 but when you think about it, look what, look what happened. He was there for Michael Vick. Michael Vick was there for Michael Vick. Michael Vick was there for Michael Vick. Second and the fourth, you got both of them. Um, Alvin also said Bill Lazor ran with Chip Kelly system for three years. Uh, y'all talking about time out. I know we ain't talking about Chip Kelly's system, and y'all talking about Joe Flacco at defense on the field all goddamn game. <laughs> um, Rover said he would love to get Lamar's college coaches on his development as a regular offense, even even if it's just as a Every college coach, not every, 85% of the college coaches now run a version of the RPO. They don't develop. But they don't develop passers like that in the league. Like that's, is that, as is far that as true? me studying, let's put it this way. As far as me scouting, only pure passer that I see so far is Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Well, Coordinated 
the barber keep asking for cool beer. Then this nigga have like six hundred times. I don't know. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. No, no, I kind of put the two together. This game right here, the national championship, number one, Alabama, 14-0. Mm-hmm. Number two, Clemson, 14-0. and Going to be the first team to go 15-0 and since, like, 30-something, I think they said. <laughs> they were playing all them crazy college games. Opening credits, like right now, that's no, it. I mean, from watching you would expect to still be a close game. And the crazy thing is, I said this in 16 when Clemson beat him. When, when I called it, yeah, you called it. I called it, so, but it, Trump, uh, Ronnie Bass ain't no damn son watching, exactly. <laughs> and he's true freshman, even though Jared Goff, not Jared Goff, uh, Jake from was giving him problems last year. No, they wasn't. That was that running game. Also, what you call it? Alabama <laughs> don't even get on the field for real, and they won't be coached for real. They had Jalen. I, I, I said, <laughs> where is she at? I said it, bro. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> this thing ain't gonna be close. I can't watch it because the scouts might be. Destroyed. I'm about to say this is a hell. This is a scout heaven because for the next two to three years, it's like forty players on both of these teams that's gonna be in the league. Clemson, uh, defensive line, 
Even though they mentioned Dexter Lawrence. The boy. No, it's just one starter. Two, it's three players, one starter. Dexter Lawrence. It's the starter that's missing. But they still got Wilkins and Farrell. And that's reminded me of the days when they had Vic Beasley and Shaq Lawson. <laughs> Roman creates the game plan for Marty Cole. And that's what you're saying is the reason why Rum. it should be changed because Marty was just as creative and drove up plays. Or, or Roman is the one who's really creating the game plan. Why not Marty just, let him? just executing it properly. Right. But you might as well make that switch. It should be seamless now. Right. Um. I like that running back that Clemson has as well. Uh, Travis, little French kid. Little French Creole. Little nigga. ATN? What you said, little. Hold on, what was his name? ATL? Tra- Travis ATN or something like that. ATN. I know you're saying that shit wrong, but it's okay. Eddie N? Something. He Creole, yo. Let me put a word on his defense. But if you haven't watched Alabama's. Defensive tackle, aka House. No, this, this nigga's better, better than House. This is a fucking motor coach <laughs> with legs. Because he mobile as a whore. This is the best player in the draft this year, Quentin Williams. I know everybody looking at Bosa. Quentin Williams is the best player in the draft this year. He's fucking around in the DC Redskins, too. <laughs> Over Oliver, over Josh Allen. This guy is the best defensive player in the country. No, I'm sorry, best player in the country. Well, because you named a bunch of defensive players. That's why I was saying he's the best defensive player. And this, they say the first six, seven picks about to be defense anyway. Pick six is Haskins, probably, or offensive line. Not the Jaguars do something crazy and move up. For what? Nigga, for something. Shit. You got a disgruntled running back, a diva-ass corner. You ain't moving out of that spot. If anything, they move back. They need they need some some help. Yeah. Um, Alabama also got an outside linebacker. I've been scouting. They let, they rank him as the fourth, fifth best inside linebacker, but there's no way you move this kid from outside linebacker. Anthony Jennings. There's no way you move him from outside linebacker. No, he's number thirty-three. I think he got hurt last year and came back. But, oh, pass rusher, sets the edge. Dude's amazing. Um, I feel like they got a corner. No, they got an inside linebacker. I can't think of his name. Matt Wilson. Inside linebacker? Corner. Inside linebacker. Shit. Anybody want Alabama defense about to be a first round pick for somebody? 
Like they go deep. It's just, just star studded. And then Tua got the chance to be the best quarterback in next year's draft. If not next year's draft, definitely the following draft. Um, and Damian Harris is a back. I feel like it's another Alabama running back that's there. Josh Jacobs is going to be there next year. I feel like it's another one coming up this year, though. Is it Jacobs? Okay. Yeah, it might be Josh Jacobs. Well, they they basically set like Miami was when they had they run. You know how they had like three, four running backs as a pro? Okay. Yeah. That's how that's how Alabama backfield is. These all these niggas is pros. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Or a second round pick is Benny Snell. Catch out the backfield, speed, power. Mm-hmm. Playmaker. I'm a fan of Benny Snell. Kentucky. Kentucky. I ain't get enough rallies yet, so I'll get to that special later. LJ Scott is one of those guys that's intriguing to me as well because he has that speed and power. But I feel like he it's scary how much like Le'Veon he is. Yeah, it's scary how much like Le'Veon he is. But I don't know. I don't think you can capture that lightning in the bottle twice for the same damn school. <laughs> That I watch. Oh, nigga. No, it's red and yellow. I'm thinking an hour. No, I haven't watched much of him yet. I watched the only person on I watched that was Pat. They got him right number two. That's wrong for sure. Delonte Thompson, that's what I was talking about. He's a defensive bat, not a corner. Um, you want to go to these picks real quick before we get out of here? Uh, first game of the weekend, Colts at the Chiefs at 4.35 on Saturday. Already said the Colts are going to win, and I kind of wrote down why I think the Chiefs is going to lose it. And Andy Luck, I don't know, AY on Nick Foles, uh, plus I don't think there's a quarterback in the league right now 
even my guy Drew. That's as hot as Andy's going on right now. Uh, like I said, I hope well for Andy Luck. But uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. They home. Pat Mahomes to I feel like they got a team to to win this game. Chiefs. I think the rookie. Dallas Leonard. Yeah. I'm trying to think if he's defensive rookie. I don't want to say that right now. I can't think of anybody else. That's why I was like, I don't know if they I want to say. They to put Derwin James in it, but no. not even close. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. Rookie of the Darius Leonard makes a few big plays to win this game for Colts. I'll take the Colts. I'll take the Colts. Absolutely. It won't hurt my feelings. I'll be happy for it. Is Malik Hooker? Yeah, he's balling. It's 11 or I was wrong. Okay. We know why he was wrong. We ain't got we ain't got answers. You ain't got you ain't got nothing to me. I watched I ain't say anything I ain't say anything bad about Brady Smith. Let's just put that on the record. You know you I ain't say anything bad about Brady Smith. He don't wanna say nothing. He's just saying he ain't I say I said the same thing about him, Roquan, a lot of them niggas. Oh no, I was right about Ross. I was definitely right about Ross. Uh, you see, you see the young homie. Uh, see Dallas, he got a touchdown. He's mm-hmm. balling. A lot of rookies playing in this in these uh, playoff games balling. So Derwin James, he was balling. Um, he was balling. They won. <laughs> he was running around the field. He did his he did job. He needed to do. Right. He did his job. We really test him. Yeah. To see if he was balling like that, like that. That's what was lucky. I don't know what, but hey, it worked. It it, it got Ben Roethlisberger a couple goddamn championships, so luck works sometimes. But but he put it on the money. You still got uh, a. I mean, you still got a Vanda Ash running around right now. Rookie. Oh God, Vanda Ash. I remember Dallas fans. Um, Cowboys and Rams. I'm gonna go. Cowboys again, like I said. Um, Zeke. If he, if Zeke goes over 100 yards, they win. I'm going to go with uh, defensive MVP, two and a half sacks. You know, I hope the homie George 
hope y'all win, but I think Aaron Donald's gonna be too strong to limit Zeke unless they mm-hmm. do a lot of screens. So I'm gonna go with the Rams by 13. I said the Cowboys gonna win the division, so since Darius Geist wasn't leading, <laughs> what's up? Close game. I think that's gonna be a closer game this weekend. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a closer game this weekend. Chargers at the Patriots. I think the Patriots get them. Um, I don't know how. It's just when teams go over, when teams go up to Foxborough, they tend to do things that's not like them. And Phil and Foxborough has been historically doing shit that's not like him. And that's with, that's with LT. I ain't knocking uh, Gordon. No, Gordon. Gordon. I ain't knocking Gordon. That's the last time he gonna murder some black person. <laughs> man, man. I ain't knocking Gordon, but the nigga ain't LT. That's all I'm saying. I yeah. remember was one of the Gordon the girl. Murdered it. Oh, like I said, only person name he ain't murdered is Bridgewater. You see what happened now? <laughs> Nigga ain't been walking right since. He ain't. He can't even do a left stroke right. We already. We already know. We, we got the bet. So you. You. You taking. You taking charge and taking the Patriots. Right? I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it off this week. I am. Yes. Coaching and game planning puts them in favorable positions to win one game just to get to. You only had one. My, my argument was I felt like they was going to have a bye mm-hmm. and they only had to win one game just to get to the AFC Championship. That was it. I never really had a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. I just had a favorite to, to go to the AFC Championship. And I said, them and whatever decline people want to say Brady has, of course, he's father time. I don't care. I feel like they will be a better coach team to help them win the game. Especially you got the ref, you may get favorable calls. You never know. I just felt like they will win this game. Here's one thing. I'm sorry. The one thing that scares me about this game for New England, it's not really a scary fact because I really don't care who wins, but the one thing that points to Herb's point is you've seen New England against that raggedy-ass secondary in Pittsburgh. They had one play off of a broken coverage. This Chargers defense and corners are a lot better. What was the score? It wasn't much. They only had one touchdown. All right, so how much does the defense give up? Enough to lose. Enough to lose. What was the score? Look at the score. Research department to work already. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, an L is an L. 
Right, and they lost. They lost. But what was the score? I'm looking at it. Oh, give me a second. <laughs> 17 10. 17 10. They defense enough to hold a high pride offense to 17 points. They need to hold them to nine. They need to hold them to nine. If your offense is only scoring 10, you need to hold them to nine. But that's the New England's defense. Everybody quick to say, oh, that defense is trash. So they held them to 17 points. When you get to the playoffs, all you had to do was do enough to win the game. Right. Was would be hell well, holding who, them to the, ten? The, I mean, past, they're not. The past few games, who's saying the Chargers gonna bring their A game up the South Club? I didn't. I said that they won. That's why I said they would. They would lose because they typically don't bring their A game to Foxborough. Teams typically don't. I'm saying it because not just because of Brady. I think that the people around us right now are gonna do enough to win help win the game. They, they had to do a lot of they had to do a lot of gimmicks to make up them right. two fourteen point leads. The one area the Patriots are exposed to is this is where their issue is is red zone defense. The one area the area that the Patriots, the Patriots are bad at is stopping the run, giving up big plays. You got Kenny Harris, Terrell Williams, Travis Benjamin. It's some it's something about it's it's when it's your time it's your time and it just feel as though it's the Chargers' time. It feel when this game I got them in. Going Mike, to when I ain't even mentioned Mike Williams. He has weapons galore, and they when he gets in, oh, and not to mention the biggest issue with the Patriots is they were one dimensional for most of the year. Relying on Brady to to be Brady, and they haven't been that. And so right. you see what becomes. The offensive line isn't that good, but now you got Bosa and Ingram, and possibly Newberry makes it makes it a decent game. I just think the Chargers gonna go get it done. They ain't gonna blow them out. They ain't be winning by a touchdown. But I got the Chargers. feel like Bosa will get a sack and a half. Melvin Ingram will get a lot of hurries, but they won't get to him as much. Edelman is going to get the the five-yard completions, Nick went down, down the field, and he's going to make sure he get the ball out of his hands. Unless that defense, unless that defense right. play they tough man, they then they it, it ain't shit ever happen. They're going to beat the Chargers. That defense is going to have to be all-time. 
They want to be all time great. Not all time great. They're all time great. When I say all time great in New England history, like the loyal Malloy, Ty Law, you fight great. Because offensively, it's Sony Michelle was there, right? Yeah. You you gotta rely on Sony to make plays on that offense, but that suspect offensive line, Gronk is not a QB that plays for New England. This is now. Dang. This is the one year. I mean, completely eliminated. Julian Edelman has not been nowhere near himself after mm-hmm. his course with his name in New England and the injuries. Mm-hmm. I, I, the match that don't favor New England. Only reason you, you have an argument. Yeah, only reason you favor New England is because what you said, coming off the bye and then progressing. That's the only. That is the only reason. That's why they're a good coaching staff. They make adjustments when they need to in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the games that they lost, except for the, the three three blowouts, especially against good teams, they've been in those games. They just haven't went their way as you did. They he does, and they home. You got bank on the Chargers. I see them winning by three or seven. You got bank on the Chargers playing their game. Don't change because Brady is up or New England is up. You got to bank on them. You got to play your game. You got to stay your course. Don't don't even change it up because you're winning and you think that this may catch them off guard. No, nigga, stay course. You have to. You have to have that type of discipline against them. I feel like, like I've been saying, you give the Rock and Sony Michelle, and he's been proving where he can move the chains. I just they you can see why they miss Isaiah Wynn. Yeah. That's that's what all I've been saying. They miss Isaiah Wynn and he hasn't even been. Bro, what good the after. fuck they feeding these niggas down there? Pussy. God damn. These some big ass niggas. That nigga probably a, a sophomore. These some big niggas. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga hey, probably hey, eighteen bro. years old. Yeah, shit. Last game, Eagles at Saints. So look here. I picked every single game wrong last week. So, Drew, I'm sorry. I can't pick you throughout this playoffs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford it. Not for your legacy. For your legacy's sake, I can't pick you at all this playoffs. Fly, Eagles, fly. I hope y'all leave uh, McCoy one-on-one on Mike Thomas, though. Maddox, yeah. Fly, you go fly. <laughs> oh, Saints. Themselves in a long time. I hope they got their offensive line together. In a long time. 
because Armstead has been hurt. Yeah, Armstead has been hurt. Anga has been hurt, and uh, that's the other right tackle. I think he missed a game. Other than the game when they rushed everybody. Ramchak. Did I pick the Cowboys? show for this evening. We'll get out here and watch this national championship game. Um, Clemson. Did, we, did you pick this game? Bama. Everybody picked Bama. Everybody picked Bama? Yeah. Y'all all on Bama? Y'all all on Bama? Listen, it's not like y'all. In 2016, you really believe in what you're doing. I really did. This shit, no. No, I'm just picking it because I don't like picking Bama. Bama is the only SEC team I don't pick. <laughs> I even picked Tennessee before I picked Bama. It's that bad. Nigga, what? <laughs> On that note, be blessed. It's that bad. Oh, I hate Bama. I really do. It's just great. This nigga over there drinking lean to Akitono and no one knows what the fuck he talking about. Be blessed. Be Dr. Be more. We love you. We out. Make your next career move your best. Verizon Retail offers the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits starting on day one including product discounts and tuition assistance. Apply today at verizon.com forward slash retail careers.